Welcome to the Army Talent Management Podcast, where we explore how the Army is optimizing its human capital management practices to develop a ready, professional, diverse, and integrated team of trusted professionals that are prepared to fight and win in a complex world. Talent wins, and winning matters. Hello, I'm Captain Greg Rader. Welcome back to the Army Talent Management Podcast, a podcast that is produced and maintained by members of the Army's Talent Management Task Force. In this episode, we will discuss the Army's new Talent-Based Career Alignment, or simply TBCA. The Talent Management Task Force has executed four pilot phases starting in August of 2020 and most recently ending in November of 2021. The TMTF is currently executing Phase 5 across 10 Captain's Career Courses. TBCA provides captains attending the Captain's Career Course the opportunity to apply for a post-KD assignment. Through the TBCA program, these post-KD assignments are known as Assured Mid-Career Pathways, or AMCPs. Selected officers will graduate Captain's Career Course knowing both their company-grade KD assignment and their follow-on assignment. Essentially, TBCA guarantees those selected officers a clear 5-7 to year career trajectory from Captain's Career Course to ILE. TBCA has four main objectives. The first allows the Army to retain high-performing officers. The second aligns our best captains to assured mid-career pathways. Next, it assists captains with identifying and achieving personal and professional goals. And the last is that it provides predictability for officers and families, a key factor for officers that decide to leave the Army. With us today is Major Brandon Thompson, a member of the Talent Management Task Force and currently an action officer for TBCA. Also joining us is Captain Dylan Pablo. Captain Pablo is an air defense officer who applied to TBCA during Phase 3 and was selected by the Major General James Wright MBA Program, AMCP. Team, welcome. Major Thompson, I'll start with you. Uh, If you can, tell us a little bit about the talent-based career alignment and how it came to be. Uh, Sure thing, Greg. Thanks. So when the task force was first activated, the CSA directed five priorities for us to focus in on stability, predictability, permeability, IRR, visibility, and talent-based pay and promotion. Then we had the first Department of Army Career Engagement Survey, or DASIS. Those results came in for us. And at that time, we learned that nearly a quarter of officers had indicated a lack of predictability or stability would be an important reason they may leave the Army at some point. So out of that data points and those, those uh, initiatives, the TBCA, the TBCA program was initiated um, as a way to combat the lack of predictability as a key factor for our officers leaving the Army at some point. So you kind of touched on what TBCA was earlier. Uh, again, it, it offers captains at the career course an opportunity to apply for a post-KD assignment while they're attending the captain's career course. We're calling those post-KD assignments the Assured Mid-Career Pathways, or AMCPs. So if an officer is selected for an AMCP, a TBCA program essentially guarantees them a clear career trajectory, trajectory for the next five to seven years. Captains will graduate the career course, they'll know their company grade KD location, and they'll also have their follow-on assignment, essentially taking them from the career course into ILE. Ultimately, TBCA is here to help secure commitments from our high-performing junior officers into their field grade years. Now, you mentioned the Assured Mid-Career Pathways, or the, the acronym AMCP. What exactly do you mean by that? Sure. Okay, those are the uh, the programs, the organizations, or the career fields that are offering these future assignments that captains can apply for. So through five pilot phases at this point, we've had 28 unique AMCPs participate in the program. These include your traditional competitive BOP assignments such as the JCS internship, the Congressional Fellowship, or the Major General Wright MBA program. We also have opportunities to become an APMS through, the, through a ROTC program or to be a recruiting company commander with USAREG. 
West Point's playing a big part in this, this program at this point. They, they offer up their TAC program, and they also have six departments that are offering positions on their junior rotating faculty. Then we also have the Old Guard and uh, the Security Forces Assistance Command, or the uh, SVAC. And then to round it up, we have the, the nine functional areas that are participating as well. What I do is I'd encourage all the officers that are interested in, interested, interested in this program to, to visit the TBCA website where we have a complete listing of all the AMCPs. That's awesome. Uh, real quickly then, uh, when do officers first learn about TBCA? So the first time that we formally inform the captains about this is during their time at the captain's career course. Uh, in that first month or so, we try to get them a, a inbrief for TBCA with all of the participating CCCs in that cohort. Uh, before that, we coordinate with the career course leads, and we get a message out to them on their welcome letter so they can kind of, kind of start doing some research before they actually get to the career course. As we continue to grow the program, uh, we expect to give a general overview, overview brief during the OBC so our junior lieutenants and officers have a, a more awareness of this program earlier in their careers. And then finally, and though not really specific to the question that you asked, we're also briefing TBCA during the PCCs, and the intent there is to educate our battalion and brigade commanders so that they can promote and um, advertise this program within their own formations and organizations across the Army. Okay. Uh, Captain Pablo, to you, uh, real quick, when did you first learn about TBCA, and what were your initial thoughts about the program? Yes, yeah, so I learned about TBCA when I was in the Maneuvers Captain Career course. Um, they conducted a brief to our class. Uh, I Initially, I thought it was an incredible opportunity for junior captains to have the ability to apply and compete for post-KD bronding opportunities and be notified of selection prior to graduating advanced course. Initially, I had no intentions of applying due to not having a GRE completed, thinking it would hinder my ability of being competitive. However, someone reached out to me and encouraged me to apply for positions that do not require GRE scores. So looking through the AMC pat, uh, catalog, I identified those positions and put my packet together. However, I would strongly recommend or encourage you to complete your GRE to remain competitive and increase your chances of being selected. Major Thompson, can you briefly discuss the TBCA process for students looking to apply? Sure, Greg, thanks. So just as I mentioned a few minutes ago, the TBCA team will, will first conduct a TBCA inbrief with all the participating CCCs that are in a specific cohort. Uh, from there, we'll host what we call an AMCP introduction brief. This is really an opportunity for all the AMCPs to come online, give a brief overview of their program, their organization, or their career field, and then kind of talk through their eligibility, eligibility criteria and their application requirements. So after we formally rebrief the career courses on TBCA and then introduce them to all the participating AMCPs in that cohort, we'll give the students approximately one month to submit their application. So during that one month of application window, we're fully engaged with all the interested candidates and applicants. Uh, we'll, um, be, we'll be in touch through in email, and then also we encourage all of the applicants to reach out to individual action officers that they need to with the, any questions that they have. So once we receive the applications, we'll screen them against the eligibility criteria and the application requirements that the AMCPs have laid out. Then we'll send those recommendations off to the AMCPs who are actually the hiring authority for this program. Typically, we'll give the AMCPs about three weeks to make their selections, and then once they do, we'll consolidate a, a slate and we'll send that to the Army G1 for approval. Our goal is always to get the slate approved and, and published no later than two weeks out from the first uh, career course that's graduating in that specific cohort. The thing I'd like to highlight here is the TBCA program guide. And so this is a document that lists all the AMCPs. It gives a description of what the AMCP is. It gives their eligibility criteria, the, the application requirements. 
And so the TMTF, we keep this updated on our website, at the TBCA website, and we'll also publish this document with the email to the CCC students. So there's officers out there that aren't in the career course right now, but eventually they will be, and so they can go and look at this document now, have an opportunity to see what the requirements are, and start preparing that now if they so desire um, to kind of get ahead of the game before they head to career course. Awesome. Uh, Captain Pablo, real quick to you again. Uh, what was your experience with the application process? The application process was uh, fairly simple. Uh, my recommendations if you, is if you do not have your college transcripts readily available, reach out to your schools and obtain them now. Uh, I think the biggest struggle with me was trying to get my current grad transcripts um, and have them uploaded into iPerms, so having to wait on that. Um, that was the last thing I was waiting for prior to completing my packet. Start drafting your letters of recommendations now, so when you send it to whomever you're receiving your LOR from, they can review, adjust, sign, and send back to you quickly. For your letters of intent, sell yourself and state why you're the right person for the specific pathway. Finally, have someone review all your documents. The second set of eyes will always help. Okay. Major Thompson, can you talk about what the task force is looking for in regards to talent-based alignment and uh, or during the application process? Yes. So uh, for clarity's sake, I'd just like to say that it's the actual AMCP who is the hiring authority or the, the selecting authority uh, for TBCA. When the applications come in, the task force will screen the applicants against uh, the requirements that were laid out, and then we'll look at, you know, the knowledge, skills, and behaviors, the KSBs that they have that could um, potentially align them with a particular AMCP, and then we make those recommendations to the AMCPs. So, for instance, you know, it just makes sense that if an officer has a undergraduate or even a, a graduate degree in a specific department, that we would uh, recommend them for alignment with a faculty position at West Point. One of our great success, success stories uh, comes from phase four. We had an MP officer who actually spoke seven different languages. She applied for the FA-48, the foreign area, foreign area officer, functional area, and she was selected. So that's something that she's proud of and we're proud of as well. You know, obviously we're looking at your OER strength for both your high performance to date uh, through your career course and then also for potential for your continued service in the Army. But we're also looking at other things. We're looking at your GPA, uh, the strength of your undergrad institution, and as I just mentioned, those um, knowledge, skills, and behaviors, KSBs. So everything is not dependent upon your evaluation strength, but it's certainly an important part of the, of the program. And as the team is looking through multiple applications, what stood out about Captain Pablo? Yes, yeah, so first off, uh, Dylan's file strength was unimpeachable from a OER perspective. Um, it was it was very clear he had been a high performer throughout his career, and everything pointed to him being a an officer with a bright future in the Army. So as we dug a little deeper into his file and his application, we saw that he had graduated with honors during his undergrad experience, and he was actually already in the process of completing a graduate degree in public, public administration from the University of Guam. Uh, his transcript showed he had actually had a 3.94, and so... We saw that he was able to balance the Army career while maintaining that high GPA. And so that made him an ideal fit for the academic rigors that you'll see in a program such as the, the General Wright MBA program. Yeah, that's definitely impressive, especially considering the time in someone's career where they're still a lieutenant, they're still learning and able to manage this. So that that's certainly impressive. Captain Pablo, uh, back to you again. What was your understanding of your career timeline as a TBCA selectee? Upon completing my KD time on or about summer of 2024, I will attend a 13-month MBA program at William & Mary. 
and after completion, serve a minimum of 24 months utilization tour at TRADOT, Futures Command, or USERIC. Uh, from there, uh, I fully intend on attending ILE and preparing for my follow-on assignment. And Major Thompson, does TBCA affect the post campus career course assignment for selected officers? No, it does not. So officers will receive their post, their post CCC assignment in the, uh, the Army Talent Alignment process, and TBCA does not influence that in any way. In most cases, the selectees are looking at a three-year assignment after they graduate the career course, so that'll give them enough time to complete the required staff time and then go on to their KD assignment. Okay. And you mentioned that selectees will serve three years at their post-CCC uh, location. Does TBCA allow them to move up in the KDQ? No, it does not. So the KDQ is still controlled by the brigade commander or, or the equivalent leader. So I'll say that the uh, the director of the, the task force, he does send out a note to the brigade commanders to inform them that they have a TBCA select in their organization. However, this is uh, informative email only and is uh, it's really not meant to influence the KDQ at all. So again, at the end of the day, the, the KD timeline responsibility continues to be the sole responsibility of the, the brigade commander or equivalent leader. Now, with TBCA being such a novel program, uh, surely there's going to be some hesitancy about the program. Uh, how do captains know their selection will be honored when the time comes? Sure, that's a great question and something that we get asked a lot whenever we do the embrace at the career courses. So <clears throat> the answer is that the Army G1 is the approval authority for the slate of approved officers for TBCA, and he's also the guarantor of the, uh, the officer's statement of understanding. So before the officers graduate the career course, we had them sign a statement of understanding. And this document really outlines their career timeline, the revalidation criteria, and any other requirements that they need to meet before they can report to the AMCP. So the bottom line is the Army G1 approves the slate, and he also is the approval authority for, for removing anybody from the, from the TBCA program. Okay, and then on the other hand there, I'd assume maybe some skepticism from Army looters that these officers are maybe selected too early in their careers for such opportunities. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so again, I'd go back to the statement of understanding. Each of the officers that is uh, selected knows that they have to maintain their high level of performance that they demonstrated so far in their career. Uh, throughout the process, while they're going through their, their KD time, the AMCPs have a revalidation criteria in which they'll review their OERs to ensure their officers are staying on that right trajectory. <clears throat> of course, those AMCPs, they're not going to want to accept somebody that doesn't, that could be a, a potential risk for promotion to major. Uh, the key point here really is that officers have to continue to perform at a high level. In no way does TBCA allow an officer to, you know, quote unquote, take a knee while they're in their KD job just because they've already identified that post KD assignment. Then I'd also just highlight that TBCA is a highly competitive and selective program. Not everyone who's applying is being selected for an AMCP. So to the leaders that do have TBCA, TBCA selects in your formations, please know that they've been strictly vetted for selection by both the task force and the AMCP. And you have a, an officer who's already performed at high levels and just demonstrated you know, strong potential for future service. Sir, following up on that statement of understanding and the revalidation criteria, under what circumstances may an officer be removed from TBCA or their AMCP? Yeah, so first off, the TBCA selects, they have to continue to perform at that high level that they've demonstrated so far in their career. Generally speaking, all the statement understandings will dictate that an officer has to successfully complete that KD assignment and then demonstrate strong potential for promotion to major. Uh, the statement understanding will also stipulate that an officer has no adverse action or no uh, derogatory information in their file. 
what I'd like to reiterate here is that the Army G1 is the approval authority for removing someone from TBCA. So that recommendation request will come from the AMCP itself, but it cannot be for any arbitrary reasons. Captain Pablo, you're now a year into your first assignment after Captain's career course. What has your relationship been with the TBCA since you graduated the career course? Our relationship has been incredible. Um, Post-CCC, I graduated in June 2021. From there, I had a follow-on course in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, uh, prior to reporting to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where I'm currently at in October of 2021. I'm currently an assistant operations officer. Uh, upon my arrival, I sat down and talked with my battalion commander, and he informed me of a backup command queue, um, and then had me slated for January of 2023 to take command. Um, he informed me to reach out to TBCA to see if there was anything that they could do. So I did so, asked them if they could work with AMCP to have me report the following year, summer 2024. Uh, from there, it was approved, um, and then I received my updated statement of understanding. Hey, Dylan, thanks for bringing that up. That's a, There's an important point to talk there, and, and that really is that the task force, uh, we continue to track our selectees throughout their post-CC assignment and then as they go through their timeline in, um, in KD. And so just as Dylan said, and in his case, we were able to, to liaise with TRADOC and get his report date pushed to the right. Uh, we had a similar situation where a captain went straight into KD after their career course graduation. And we we're actually able to pull that report date to the left uh, based on that going straight into KD. Uh, the point here is that there's a degree of flexibility in a timeline, and it really just depends on the unique situations that the, uh, the officers find themselves in. Uh, and then finally there, the, the task force, we do continue to oversee the captain's timeline after they graduate from the career course. Uh, we ensure that they are staying on their timeline, uh, completing any requirements that they need to report to the AMCP. And those are things like making sure that they apply for grad school if they need to on time, if they need to get a TSSCI taken care of before they report, uh, we, we help them with that as well where we can. So there is definitely a re relationship between the task force and the selectee throughout that three years after they graduate and then where they, they're liaise between the AMCP and the officer too. Sir, I think one great aspect of TBCA is that all these programs are part of the same application process versus the separate processes that are usually required for functional areas, traditional broadening opportunity programs, et cetera. What has the feedback been on the benefit of these programs being available all in one process? That's a great question. And I'd say that the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive from all of the the applicants so far. Um, they really appreciate that ability to see all the opportunities in one program and one spot. And so just to highlight here, officers are able to also apply for as many AMCPs as they want. Uh, on the application that, they, that they'll fill out, they'll have a, a space to rank order the AMCP that they're applying for. You know, in the past we've had officers apply for just one or two, but we've also had some apply to as many as 10. So that's definitely an option and there's no limit to the number of AMCPs that you can apply for. Sir, so I just have a few more quick questions real quick before we get close to the end uh, that I wanna ask. So to start with uh, real quickly, when is the earliest and latest time in a career that an officer can apply for TBCA? Yes, um, attendance at CCC is the answer for both those times. TBCA is only offered to captains while they're attending the career course. And is there a TBCA ad so? No, there's not one specific to, to, TB, to TBCA. Uh, there are some AMCPs that have an ad so, uh, specific, specifically those that produce uh, graduate degrees, but there's not one specific to TBCA. Can selectees back out of TBCA? Yes, they can. 
if an officer decides to pursue another opportunity or just stay in their basic branch, they absolutely have the right to do so. Uh, that statement of understanding will ask them to inform the AMCP and the TBCA team, uh, typically no later than a year before their report date. Is TBCA the only time to apply for these opportunities? No, it's not. Officers can still apply to any of these opportunities during their traditional career timeline. Typically, that's during that last 12 months of their KD assignment. If not selected, can an officer apply at a later date? Yes, absolutely. Um, officers can still reapply during their traditional timeline, and uh, not being selected during TBCA is not detrimental to their future applications. All right. Sir, so as we close up, the TMTF has conducted four pilot phases so far and is currently in phase five. As the program continues in the future and is fully implemented, what are the benefits to the Army? Well, the, the primary benefit is the Army is able to retain its high-performing and talented officers. From the feedback we've received so far, we've learned that many officers want to stay in the Army but may just want to have an opportunity outside of their basic branch. Giving them the, the chance to apply for that functional area early on in their career gives them something to look forward to in later years. Uh, we're also providing predictability, uh, combating that issue I talked about earlier as far as officers wanting to leave the Army. Just as many of the officers that apply for TBCA are wanting to stay in their basic branch, but they just want to lock in the broadening assignment at the earliest opportunity. So by providing that predictability, we're able to retain those high-performing junior officers into their field grade years, which I think ultimately benefits the Army as a whole. All right, sir. Thank you. Uh, first, we'll move on to Captain Pablo. Any closing comments? Uh, sure. Um, I would encourage all to apply if interested. You have nothing to lose. It can also be used as a tool to see where you stand as far as being competitive. I have never had the mindset of competing against others, but always seek opportunities of how I can improve myself. Finally, I'll leave you with this. I was selected for TBCA. However, I put that in the back of my mind. I've set my sights on what's directly in front of me, not, what, not what's ahead. The most important thing is being successful for what's currently on my plate. I'm currently in AS3, and I am not slated for command until the end of the year due to a backup command queue in my unit. Despite what's ahead, I'm working diligently in my current assignment and being patient because I still have a lot to learn. I'm not eager for my next assignment. I'm eager on being successful in my current assignment. I hope this helps paint the picture of not jumping ahead of yourself. All right, sir. Any closing comments? Yes. Really, I'd just like to close up with an update on the program's future. Right now, we're currently executing phase five of the program. Uh, the slate for this phase will be published and approved by mid-May of this year. Um, going from there, we'll execute another phase, phase six, and that's for the career courses that start in May or June of this year. Um, as we move into FY23, we'll start to transition the program from TMTF to HRC. Once the transition is complete, all CCCs will be offered the opportunity to apply for, for TBCA. Uh, we're really proud of the progress of TBCA so far, and we think the program has a great future. Um, we're, we're here to answer questions, and we're here to provide LPDs for any, any leaders across the Army that are interested in the program. So please reach out to us. Uh, the show notes will have our website, and we'll also have the inbox address um, located there for you to reach out. Uh, thank you all for your time. All right. And on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. To our guests, thank you for being on the podcast today. And to our audience, thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts. And for more information, visit the Talent Management Task Force website at talent.army.mil. Thanks for joining us today. Talent wins and winning matters. The Army Talent Management Task Force would like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information on Army Talent Management Initiatives, or if you have an idea for a future podcast, 
please visit our website at talent.army.mil. Don't forget to share with your colleagues.